never say die. Fourteen. Hey, hello, everybody, and welcome to Forty Going On Fourteen. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and I thought this week we were doing pirated entertainment, which would be basically everything else we talk about on the show that isn't on Netflix. <laughs> or for me, allegedly. just everything. Yeah, I was going to say, Pat's whole computer. Yes, yeah, allegedly. I don't, I don't care whether it's free to find anywhere. I'll just go ahead and download it illegally just for the fuck of it. <laughs> He's like, I, I pay for the subscription service, but fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I have Netflix. I'll still go to, go to the Pirate Bay just to download something on Netflix. I don't care. Is Joel's whole role in this uh, this show just going to be going allegedly the entire time? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this Maybe. week we are talking about pirates. Our uh, more, more specifically, you know, talking a little bit about the genre and uh, pirate movies over the years. But uh, and I'm kind of excited about this one. I like pirate stuff. A vast mateys. Oh, be ready for a bunch of daddish puns from Patrick because I'm more than certain his uh, monitor is covered in post-it notes of ones you... that he's thought up over the last week. Oh no, I don't need post-it notes. Are you kidding me? They're all in my head. Like He's uh, funny, say I. Like, what's, a, what's a pirate's second favorite mode of transportation? A car. Good night, folks. Well, you, you know what a pirate's favorite mode of transportation is? A car. No, a ship, you dummy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people would think that a pirate's favorite letter is R, but his first love is the sea. Good night, and, folks. And if pirate sucker! <laughs> if you like terrible pirate puns, you might find some on the shows in Geek Life Radio. Might find some in All Things Transformers, perhaps the Anime Trap House, HTML All the Things, and of course, Geek Life Radio's own Rad Dad Radio Hour, the Smorgasbord. Odd choice on many different levels. But was that it? I mean, it's a science fiction star trek podcast during a show that we're doing about pirates and you're singing the suzanne vega yeah so yes the diner song yeah got it in one <laughs> finally no, yeah you don't want to do that every time uh, all things considered for him this is a win i was gonna say and <laughs> he's done a lot that were worse like i could live with this yeah yeah. So if you're looking for more of this, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are on Podbean. Uh, we are also on Amazon Podcasts. You can find us all over the place. Uh, I've just tried to remember the name of the pod, podcast app that I use. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess your Spotify? Podca- podcast Addict. What? Podcast Addict. Podcast the dick. Yeah. Yes. I said this is exactly why I paused because <laughs> this happened three weeks ago. Podcast. Left brain said to right brain, don't say that again. They're going to do the same thing. Podcast a dick. Yes. Yep. Yes, you can find us there. We uh, should be on that place. network. <laughs> there are a bunch of dicks. That's uh, what I'm saying. And uh, if you'd like to give us a call, give us uh, an idea for a show, you can do it on 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. And if you want to chat with us, you click our Contact Us button on our Facebook page, and it'll take you to an invite to our Discord channel, where we... Talk about new movies coming out. Talk about travel. Lots of talk about food and drink. Yeah. And memes. Sure. And memes. memes. There are yeah. plenty, plenty of memes. And how to podcast a dick. No, that's not there. It's in we, another channel I started. We do, however, have a voicemail. Dick's cord. So, yeah, this voicemail may not be timely because I forgot about it for a month. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. All right, here we go. Hey there, Ryan the Wine Guy here. Last week... You said that I wonder who they would cast if they remade Maud. Well, they already remade Maud. It was called The Wanda Sykes Show. 
that show was awesome. Wanda Sykes would be perfect to replace Bond, the Arthur is Bond. And, uh, yeah, that was it. Short call. Bye. Last week we did not talk about Maud. I don't remember talking about Maud. I definitely remember talking about Maud. Yeah, we but, did talk I mean, about who would play Maud. And that, but that, I mean, that's so. How often do we do that? But that's, I mean, he's not wrong. Wanda yeah. Sykes would be a good choice. I'm not a big Wanda Sykes fan, but she would play that. The strange thing is, the Wanda Sykes show is a talk show. No, no, she had a she had a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Did she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, a while back. Hmm. Oh, all right. Well, all right then. Well, thanks for the suggestion. We'll give Wanda a call. <laughs> <laughs> So you too could call in and, and we'll do your voicemail in four to six weeks. Yes. Pro- promised. <laughs> totally promised. Not Amazon speed, old mail order speed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely give us a call. We appreciate this. We like to hear from you guys. Call us. Please, we love you. If you call us more often, we'll check it more often. Oh. Yeah. Making deals now. See? Wheeling and dealing. Got that. It's like, it's like when you got that lump on your back, you don't check it too often because you're like, yeah, it's still there. What? That was a you, terrible analogy. You, you Forget need I to said go to the doctor, there. Michael. <laughs> He's got Belial living on his back. Oh. oh. See, I would have gone with Quato. Yeah, but Quato wasn't on the back. He was on the stomach. Yeah, right. jerk. I don't and we know it. that technical accuracy is what makes for the funniest joke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I definitely think it's about that time. <laughs> it is about that time. Holy shit. It's this funny. week in music, movies, and TV. And you opted to go death metal there. I was going to say, he just turned Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about pirates, so, you know, Norwegian pirates. Those oh. are called Vikings. Right. Yeah, the famous Norwegian pirate. Yeah. Yo-ho-ho and stuff. My beard is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the theme for the day is April 8th, 2009. It is the date that four Somalian pirates boarded and commandeered the cargo ship Masarak, Alabama, in the Indian Ocean. It was the first successful pirate seizure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I was just thinking of a pirate seizure. Of an American-registered ship since the early 19th century. The siege ended after a rescue effort by the United States Navy on April 12th. Captain Richard Phillips wrote a book about the incident that was later adapted into the 2013 film Captain Phillips, starring Tom Hanks. All right. What is happening? (laughs) He's a pirate. He was having a pirate seizure. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So uh, the new movie Pirates starring Michael J. Fox. Uh, So music. Note to self, never put the word seizure in the the twee again. Jesus. (laughs) The top song in the land was Poker Face by Lady Gaga. My butt, butt, butt fucker, my butt fucker face. I've told you how I thought that's what was being said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, and we and we told you how that was dumb. Yep. And you were the, literally the only person who's ever thought that. I, I just thought I'd bring it up again. Are you that's hoping right. that in the five years that's the last time you mentioned that some there's gonna be one other person go, you know, me too. I identify. I mean, a boy can dream. So moving on, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame celebrated on April 4th as Jeff Beck, Metallica, Run DMC, Wanda Jackson, Bobby Womack, Little Anthony and the Imperials, and more were inducted in a show opened up to the public for the first time. With thousands of shouting, fist-pumping fans lining the balconies, the ceremony highlighted giants of classic rock and pop. In his speech for the induction, Eminem referred to the storyline for Run DMC's video for the Arkham of the Week, KOR, I'm pretty sure that just stands for kill old rapists. <clears throat> I can get behind that. Just the old ones? Just the old ones. They're easier. They're slower. They're easier to kill. Worth less points. No, that is actually Kings of Rock. 
So Eminem referred to the storyline of Run DMC's video for Kings of Rock, saying, The group set themselves up as the gatecrashers of popular music by forcing their way into a museum very similar to the one we're inducting them into tonight. Run DMC were told in that video that they didn't belong in a rock and roll museum, and 25 years later, man, here we are. That was not my Eminem impression. That was just me reading it. I couldn't tell. I'm actually uh, heading to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for uh, one of the stops on my honeymoon. So I've never been there. I've never been. Yeah, I I would like to go. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah, I want to go with him specifically. I want to go on their honeymoon. (laughs) I want to go on Joel's honeymoon. (laughs) Oh, God, now you know where I'm going to be at least one of the days. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to pull up and I'm just going to be sitting there on a bench. Hey, guys! (laughs) It's like all the pictures are going to have Pat peeking out behind trees (laughs) in the background. Oh, God, what did I get myself into? Or, or I'll, just, guys. I'll just be there, and I won't tell you I'm there, and then you, when you look at all the pictures later, I'm going to be photobombing every one of them. <laughs> that would be incredibly <laughs> epic and mildly creepy, especially if you're, like, in the hotel or under the bed or something. <laughs> what photos are you taking? Nanya. That he would be under the bed. Sexy time photos. Oh. Nanya business. <laughs> Moving on. The 44th Academy of Country Music Awards were held on April 5th at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas and was hosted by ACM Award winner Reba McIntyre. Winners included Taylor Swift, Carrie Underwood, Brad Paisley, and Sugar Land. Huh. It's a pretty solid lineup for people. Ooh, I don't know about all that. What? Sugar Land's fun. Taylor Swift yeah. is, is good. Carrie Brad, Underwood's Brad Paisley is a good. big, big sucking hole of suck, though. I, he's the one I'm not really familiar with his music, I don't think. I don't uh, he sucks. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> settled. What's his big song? I don't know. My Argyle Truck? What? Dick Tastes Funky? I don't know. <laughs> I, I hate to echo Josh, but what is happening? <laughs> I mean, Dick? every time I've ever heard a song on Spotify... That I or, or Pandora or anything, and then I'm like, ooh, what is this crap? And I look at it, and I see the Brad Paisley, and I'm, nope, thumbs down. So My I dick don't tastes the funky. <laughs> I don't Maka. memorize the names as I'm thumbs down. Capuchin I'm, uh... monkey. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you need to go to the doctor, too. <laughs> I'm just going to put what's hap- what is happening on the soundboard here. So that we can... And finally in music, on April 13th, U.S. record producer Phil Spector was found guilty of the 2003 second-degree murder of actress Lana Clarkson. And his hair grew ever so much larger. Oh my god, yeah. The man who created the wall of sound is a piece of shit. Yeah. All right. My dick tastes funky. (laughs) I guess we move on to movies then. Might be a little chunky. Ew. (laughs) The top movie in the land was Fast and Furious, starting a chain of movies that still cannot be killed to this day. And I keep hearing they actually mostly get better as you get deeper into the franchise. They, they're they fun. It started as, as like a chase movie about undercover cops, and now it's like almost sci-fi. Well, the last few episode, or episodes, few movies, they've become more like spies, like secret agents almost. Yeah, and physics doesn't exist anymore in these no. movies. There is no I physics. I mean, a lot of spy movies, like, we're not going to, like, dunk on James Bond for inaccurate physics. So I, I no, give that the no, I'm talking about, I mean, you know how Indiana Jones swung across the, the pit with the with the whip? Imagine that, ex- except that's a car. Right. Doing on that. some sort of a hoist sw- or something. Indiana Jones swinging on a car? <clears throat> yes, that's exactly what <laughs> I was If you'd like to that. swing on a car, <laughs> carry my dick home in a jar. It would taste better off in a bar. I don't know. 
Would you what is happening? <laughs> I'm just moving on to the next bullet point. Star Trek, the reboot directed by J.J. Abrams, starring Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, premiered in Austin, Texas on April 6th. I like those movies. I yeah, know they get know, a lot of hate. but They are definitely divisive films, but I am with you. I like them. Uh, not as much as like next-gen Trek, and certainly it doesn't get close to Star Wars for me, but uh, I, I, I enjoy those films. Yeah, same. All right. And the wino in the back agrees. <laughs> Finally, Marilyn Ann Taylor, known professionally as Marilyn Chambers, was an American pornographic actress, exotic dancer, model, actress, and vice presidential candidate. Known for her film debut, Behind the Green Door, she ranked at number six on the list of top 50 porn stars of all time by AVN. Although she was primarily known for her adult film work, she made a successful transition to mainstream products projects and has been called porn's most famous crossover. On April 12th, she was found dead in her home by her 17-year-old daughter. The L.A. County coroner's autopsy revealed Chambers died of a cerebral hemorrhage and an aneurysm related to heart disease. Absorbed. Don't forget she was also, also the uh, Ivory Snow poster girl for a while before starting her career. Seriously? Yeah, that's why she was, it was such a big deal is because she was on a box of ivory snow in the store, you know, as, uh, as the model for the, the product. And then next thing you know, she's, you know, finding out why well, my dick tastes funky, but it's true. Look it up. It's an actual thing. <laughs> not, not that my dick tastes funky, but Marilyn Chambers was ivory. Snow. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy with yourself, Joel? You broke Pat. Oh, Jesus. All right, so TV. Top that shows was, that the was the callback that finally got me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> top shows in the land were American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, NCIS, and Dancing with the Stars, The Results Show. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. reality TV taking over everything. Yikes. All right, so the television special Charlie Brown's All-Stars returns to American television for the first time since 1982, airing on ABC on April 7th. Was that, I, which one was All-Stars? Yeah, I don't know that one. Is that the baseball? I mean, the one where they were, like, it was all baseball games? Charlie it must Brown. be. Yeah. All-Stars. Hey, now, we're an All-Star. Charlie Brown's All-Stars, the second primetime animated television special. Uh, I'm just telling us stuff we already know. <laughs> Yeah, at baseball. It's a baseball. Because I remember the one where they went to the spelling bee. <clears throat> I, yeah, I just, I looked it up. There's a big, long synopsis on Wiki. Wiki. Oh, God. But, yeah, well, it's just all right. baseball. All right, I, ch I challenge any of you in this next bullet point to know, to, to know any of the shows other than the first one mentioned. Got it. On April 9th, Parks and Recreation, starring Amy Poehler, Nick Offerman, and Aziz Anasari, de debuted on NBC. Also debuting this week were... Special Agent Ozo. I know that one. Of course you do. The Ed Show. I know that one. Surviving Suburbia. I know that one. <laughs> Timmy Time. Timmy! I know that one. The Unusuals. Oh, you don't know that one, do you, Joel? Southland. I know, I know that, that one. one. I know that one. <laughs> I, I actually know that one, too. And Harper's Island. I watched literally every episode of Harper's Island as it premiered. Really? What are yeah. the? I've never heard of any of these. What's Harper's, yeah, Harper's Island? Island was a murder mystery about like a wedding party and uh, oh, like, there's shit. a big deal about like who the killer was and who was going to die because like one or two people died in every episode and who the killer could be got narrower and narrower. Crap, I remember this because remember wasn't it like the first episode someone died when they got sucked into the uh, blades of a boat? That sounds right. Oh, 
I do working this up. I enjoyed I the hell out of that show. I, I love murder mysteries. I got to write a note to myself. Look this back up because I remember enjoying that. Harper's Island. 13 weeks, 25 suspects, one killer. Yeah, I don't know that I, I thought I found... it was a, I thought it was about a vacation retreat run by Valerie Harper. Womp womp. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> wow, I don't know. Bring up, want to bring up somebody else we don't know about? Derek Harper? I don't really know any of the people on this show. Yeah, I don't know that the like eventual revelation of who the killer was and how it all worked was super satisfying, but I did enjoy the ride. And no, it's not. That's good. Uh, IMDb it got seven and a half stars out of ten. That's that's good. Uh, wow. Huh. Yeah, I never heard of that one. Yeah, I remember watching the first episode, and it was another, probably another one of those things where, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I'll continue watching it after I finish watching whatever I need to do for the podcast this week, and then I never went back. Uh, wait, I recognize one of the actors out of all of them. Jeez, huh? Interesting. All right, there you all go, right. Pat. Moving on to sports. George Edward Tribe was an Australian cricketer as well as an Australian rules footballer with the Footscray Football Club in the VFL. Tribe played with great success for Victoria immediately after the Second World War, taking 86 wickets at 19.25 in just 13 games and playing in three tests under Donald Bradman in the 1946-47 Ashes series. An all-rounder, he bowled slow left-arm orthodox and wrist spin and batted doggedly as a left-hander, mostly at number six or seven, compiling seven centuries in his first-class career. Despite his prolific record in first-class cricket, he was unsuccessful during the series against England and was dropped from the national team. He was a Wisden Cricketer of the Year in 1955, and then he died on April 5th. Of the Absorbed. Cricket. Cricket. Also on April 5th, an event where I was one of the 72,744 that attended WrestleMania 25 was held at Reliant Stadium in Houston. The Undertaker defeated Shawn Michaels, John Cena beat the Ed, uh, beat Edge and The Big Show both, and Triple H beat Randy Orton. And you were there. Was that a good one? I was there, yeah. It was it was a very it was very entertaining, yeah. Uh John Cena did one of the most impressive things I've ever seen a human being do in one it, it, Did in he person. eat fifty eggs? <laughs> no one can eat fifty eggs. Nice. He lifted both the big show and the edge. And, and why do we keep calling him the edge? He he lifted the big show <laughs> and the edge. It'd be funny if the edge was actually there. Bono's <laughs> like, What the fuck? <laughs> But yeah, he he picked up both of them at the same time on his back and and threw them both down. Big Show's a big motherfucker too. Yeah, Big Show weighs like like four hundred and eighty pounds, and Edge is like two hundred twenty. He picked up like eight hundred pounds, seven hundred, eight hundred pounds on his back of dead weight. Yeah, and just threw it across the ring. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, John Cena is a bad dude. And those damn jean shorts. Jorts. And then lastly in sports, the last day of the 73rd U.S. Masters Tournament held at Augusta National Golf Course was April 12th. Angel Cabrera won his second major title in a playoff with Chad Campbell and Kenny Perry. Cabrera was the first Masters champion from South America and Argentina both. Golf. And then lastly, uh, uh, the seldom seen miscellaneous category. Ooh. Yes. We have David Lance Artisan was a game designer best known for co-developing the first published role-playing game, Dungeons & Dragons, with Gary Gygax in the early 1970s. Artisan's early work was fundamental to the development of the genre, developing the concept of the RPG using devices now considered to be archetypical, such as adventuring in dungeons and using a neutral judge who doubles as the voice and consciousness of all other characters developed the storyline. He died April 7th after two years of cancer. Oh, that sucks. Why do we not hear about him more if he co-created it with, with Gary? I mean, when you 
get past uh, Gary Gygax, unless you're deep into the hobby and deep into the history, like most people would know Dave Arneson as the secondary and Dave Meggery as the, the tertiary creator. But Arneson is the more famous of the two Daves. Because he's like... It, it, it's kind of like... Um, <clears throat> like Wozniak? Like, or Steve exactly Ditko? What I was, I was exactly, yeah. yeah, Wozniak was the one I was going to say. Yeah, okay, well, never mind then. Yeah, Wo- Wozniak for Apple or Steve Ditko to, to Marvel. Bill Finger. Or, uh, or uh, for Bob Kane Microsoft. and Bill Finger. Steve yeah. Ballmer for Microsoft. Even. For sure. Huh, okay, because I'd never heard that name. I mean, I, obviously I'm not as deep into the RPGs as you guys are, so... It'd be less likely I'd know the name, but I think I would have come across it at some point. But I don't, I don't recognize it. it makes me sad. And I figured that would be of you know great interest to all of us. I yeah, I'd, I'd yes. include it. All right, well, play us off, keyboard, Joel. That was audibly floppy. <laughs> I call that band name <laughs> audibly floppy. What what genre? With their hit single, "My Dick Tastes Funky." <laughs> all right, I'm calling it. So pirates. Uh, been a theme for many things, games based after them, lots of movies, some TV shows, less than I expected. Uh, right. Memes, everybody's throwing them up against the ninjas whenever they can. Because what's, what is the draw to, about pirates? What's the big pull of the pirate's life for me type of thing? Well, it's kind of similar to the Old West Cowboys. Like, you know, a man with no law, no rules. He lives by his own wits and strength and blah, blah, blah. That's kind of very appealing with the American mindset. And it's kind of morally ambiguous. Like, sometimes they're really bad. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're just kind of neutral. Like, they do bad things for good reasons or do good things for bad reasons. Or, you know, there's they, they can be all over the map as far as the, the portrayal, you know. Yeah, and uh, honestly, as the first sort of anti-heroes, Pirates Entertainment, like in a lot of ways, uh, occupied the same sort of slot that superheroes do today. Like before superheroes were a thing, a lot of your early comic books were about pirates. And like, in fact, in the Watchmen universe, all of their comic books are pirate comics. No, they had no superhero comics, did they? Right. Uh, like all of, and you even see that. Oh, I know we talked a little bit about the HBO series when we did the Watchmen episode. Like uh, you'd see uh, popular entertainment, like popular movies in that universe were pirate movies. Tales of the Black Freighter. Mm-hmm. They've always engaged me. Like I was very much like Junior Ron Swanson as a kid. I, I dressed up as a pirate every year. That was hmm. my costume. And uh, as an adult, I collect pirate uh, board games. That too many came out for me to say I had all or even most of them. But yeah, I've got everything from broadsides and boarding parties. Uh, I, I can see from my chair. I can see seven or eight uh, pirate board games. Wow. See, I, I, I never totally, I mean, I guess I kind of get the appeal, but it's one of those things kind of like Westerns. Like whenever we've done a Western themed show, I'm always like, you know, if a Western comes out, I'm like, eh, you know, some of them might kept, catch my attention, but it's few and far between. But then when I watch them, I always end up liking them. And it's the same kind of thing with pirate films. Like I'm not automatically going to run out and see one or, you know, pull one up from the vast library of films that are out there, mm-hmm. but I always end up enjoying them. So I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. So I don't totally get the draw, but I, I mean, I get it from what we've said, but for me personally, it, it's, I'm not, I don't quite get it. I guess <laughs> I know that didn't make any sense. That, that's great, Joel. That's um, what my dick tastes funky. <laughs> I've, I've always had a thing for my, I don't think I've ever had a pirate 
costume like Josh, but I've always dug the genre of, you know, and I think pondering it went back to watching maybe even only a Chicago thing, but does, do any of you guys remember family classics? It had, uh, Josh might be the most likely one to remember this. It had the guy that, uh, the, that hosted the Bozo show originally. Or the second oh, guy. Vaguely, vaguely. Yeah. This was on Channel 11, the PBS. Uh, uh, Channel 9. Oh, Channel 9. Okay. Yeah. It was Channel 9 and it had, it was family classics and they had, it was all movies that were based off of classic literature. So you'd have Moby Dick and you'd have Treasure Island. You'd have, uh, you know, Journey to the Center of the Earth and all that. And they would have these movies and a lot of them were the old black and white ones. And I remember watching um, Captain Blood and Treasure Island and those type of things set on Saturdays because it was always the lineup was family classics. And then you would switch to Channel 32 to catch Son of Sven Gulli and then Star Trek. That was my Saturdays right there. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, really. That's a good Saturday. That's a great Saturday. Yeah. But those were, you know, I really got the the love of the pirate uh, genre and the whole mythos of the pirates, but got more and more into it as time went on, different movies and going over the list. There's a couple of movies that are in here that I did not originally think of when I thought about pirate movies that we've tossed in there, but agreed. The, yeah. The first one, the first one that I dug up is from 1908. Jeez. Yeah. I was trying to find what is the first pirate movie made. It's a short film. La Honneur de Corsair, so The Honor of the Corsair, is, not, like I said, from 1908, directed by Victorine Hippolyte Jasse and starred Charles Krauss. Uh, silent film, made in France, not going to know, you know, really anybody, but I just thought that was kind of neat, mm-hmm. you know, for how far back the idea of a pirate, you know, pirate life went. Well, and in the same year, uh, in the U.S., they had the Pirate's Gold. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the early American filmmakers who's known for the very controversial birth of a nation, same dude uh, who made that, D.W. Griffith, made Pirate's Gold in 1908. Huh. huh. So this was actually before Birth <clears throat> of a Nation. Okay. But yeah, this guy was one of the guys who uh, founded United Artists, and uh, it was one of his first uh, films. Well, and see, when I think of, like... The earliest pirate movies, I think of one that Mike mentioned that we're going to talk get to here in a minute, which is Captain Blood. I mean, that's the one that always pops into my mind For when sure. I think of like mm-hmm. old pirate movies. That's anything with Errol Flynn. I kind of think, you know, must be a pirate movie. Yeah. So the next one up that I had in here is 1912, which seems to be the first time they put Treasure Island to film. Uh, again, short film directed by Jay Searle Dolly. Uh, who eventually would wound up working with uh, Fox, Rex Motion Picture Company, famous players, and um, screenwriter, stage actor. He also did movies with Douglas Fairbanks, Mary Pickford, Pearl White, Harold Lloyd, and John Barrymore. Oh. Yeah. So oh, big names, man. Right. So this one uh, has Charles Ogle, who is listed as in the cast list as unconfirmed as Billy Bones. Which I'm not sure what that means. If they just don't, you know, if there's no official listing or, you know, maybe the movie's so old, you really can't tell that sort of thing. But eventually in 2000 and uh, the 1920 version, I was going to say 2020 version. That's weird. It's a century. Um, the 1920s version that would be filmed later, he would actually, uh, Charles Ogle would be Long John Silver. Okay. So he just switched to one of the other characters, but same yeah. same story. Huh. And I'm pretty sure the book was probably my first exposure to like pirates as a concept. It's probably where it all started me. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think yeah. that's an uncommon story for uh, guys our age. Yeah, no. Say, I, I'm probably the same. Yeah, I mean, I, it wasn't me reading Treasure Island. It was me watching. And, th- and this next one is the one that I remember seeing on Family Classics was Treasure Island from 1934. Uh, it was directed by Victor Fleming. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, and then starred Wallace Beery, Jackie Cooper, and Lionel Barrymore. Uh, Jackie Cooper was, um, I forgot the name of the kid. Billy Bones? Yeah. No, Billy no, Bones was Billy the Bones. pirate the, that the died at the beginning. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, I just watched that today, too. <laughs> Not that one, the uh, 1951, but... Uh, what the hell is the kid's name? <clears throat> just lost it. And now I'm drawing a blank. Son yeah. Biscuit. But, uh, and also Lionel Barrymore, who the Barrymore clan has been in, you know, everything. So Jim Hawkins, that's who's in it. That's the, that's the kid's name. Um, if you guys ever get a chance, read Jackie Cooper's biography. It is, uh, it's a trip from like how Hollywood used to deal with kid actors because he started as a youth. <laughs> and this will give you an idea. The name of the book is Please Don't Kill My Dog. Jesus. And based off of, well, they used to, to, to get him to cry when he was a kid in movies, the directors would basically take his dog around the corner, fire a gun, and be like, well, you won't cry, so we shot your dog. Holy oh. shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, that was my that was my take on it, too. Holy shit. Who thought that was a good idea? And apparently I sh- ev- everybody. I should have been a film director in the 1920s. <laughs> You just shoot dogs because you like to, right? Not have a reason. It's just a pastime, right? Yeah. yeah. So after that, 1935, <clears throat> you ever seen a pirate stick his dagger in the uh, sail and slide down to the deck? It's because of this movie, Captain Blood. Captain Blood, yes. Errol Flynn, Olivia de Havilland, Basil Rathbone, Lionel Atwill. Um, based uh, off the book, Captain Blood, and directed by cast. Yeah, Michael Kurtz. Basil Rathbone's just the best in this. Oh, I love Basil Rathbone. His Sherlock Holmes films are my Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah, but he plays a great villain. Yes. Now, I watched this one also, and one of the things that I saw was when they had the sword fight on the beach. At the very end, we have Errol Flynn and Basil Rathbone fighting You know, the the, the final duel, and... It took me a couple seconds to notice it, but when they would pull back and have the sword fighting going on, it would be on a beach, that sort of thing, and they cut forward to Errol Flynn's face going, have at you, or whatever. And in the background, I noticed that the palm trees were waving. And not the palm trees, but like the whole tree. (laughs) Stop, rewind a couple times. All the close-ups were done in front of like a canvas painted up to look like a beach. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So it was, it was, it's funny because like they're doing like, how about you? Oh, you knave, you know, that sort of thing. And behind them, the, the palm trees just got that, that little bit of a ripple going on in there. But they had, I guess, just because of sound problems and, you know, where technology was at the time, they had to do that. Well, when they, were, screen. when they were shooting on sound stages, you know, they had to kind of, there's a little suspension of disbelief that had to be there. And I'm 100% in for it. Yeah, agreed. Errol Flynn was always fun to watch. Now, 1984, 1947's, a little bit of dyslexia kicking in, Mike, Sinbad the Sailor. Is Sinbad a pirate movie? No. I mean, I I wouldn't have objected to it being on this list, but neither would I have called it a pirate movie. Yeah, it's more like an adventurer's movie. If you're going to call that a pirate movie, you kind of have to call, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark a pirate movie. I mean, just because you're doing pirate things doesn't make you pirate. Hmm. Hmm. 
I, I think it's a fine line, but I, I, I think I agree with him that he's Sinbad the sailor, not Sinbad <clears throat> the pirate. And he's exactly. not like going out to take ships. Okay. Well, this one, I tossed it. This one just showed up on the list, and this, I thought that would be a decent question for it. Directed by Richard Wallace, starring Douglas Fairbanks Jr., Maureen O'Hara, Walter Slezak, and Anthony Quinn. So, good stuff right there. And then after this, I believe this is one Josh uh, saw, the Walt Disney's Treasure Island, directed by Byron Haskins, starring Robert Newton, Bobby Driscoll, and Basil Sidney. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> I just watched that one today, and I... I, I'm sure I saw it as a kid, but I forgot how it's just a solid movie. I mean, of course, it's it's the 1950s, so there's some some very 50s kind of Disney things going on, but it's still just a fun watch. And uh, Long John Stil- Silver kind of steals the show. Robert Newton, yeah, yeah, just kind of steals the the movie from everybody else because I mean that's really what you want to see is him chewing up the scenery and just being kind of this. He's a bad guy, but he's also not totally a bad guy. He's kind of like a, a Captain Jack Sparrow kind of character, hmm. uh, where you you he's he's a bad guy, but you still like him. He's charismatic in a weird way. Okay, and this one, uh, next one, Peter Pan. Is it a pirate movie or is it a movie with pirates? I I think you could say it's a pirate movie because they. I think it's a got, movie with pirates. Well, I mean, even the the Lost Boys. I mean. The whole antagonist of the film is 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 Captain Hook and his band of pirates. I mean, it's it I mean, pops up on all the lists. But the movie's not about them. <clears throat> I mean, that's like saying that Kill Bill is you know is is a crazy '88 movie. Yeah, I mean, I, just because they're in there yeah. doesn't make it about them. This one is definitely closer, I think, than Sinbad because there clearly is a major character <laughs> who is a pirate. But yeah, I, uh, I I agree with that. It's definitely closer. I well. See. I mean, if you look at Treasure Island, you've got pirates against these this group of guys who come across the map kind of inadvertently and decide to go after it. And the pirates he- overhear it and are like, OK, well, this is ours. We're going to go get it from you. So it's really not that different because the, the, the uh, and, uh, protagonists in Treasure Island aren't pirates. No, but they're traveling with pirates. Right. And I would say that it's a stretch to say that Treasure Island isn't about pirates, where Peter Pan is about Peter Pan. And to another extent, like the kids. Like you could make Peter Pan and make the enemies non-pirates and it wouldn't change Peter Pan. Right. Now, Hook, Hook is a pirate movie. Yes. Because because Hook is the center of attention in that one. Right. Hmm. I don't think we've convinced him. No, because, I mean, we, we watched Hook not that long ago, and we'll talk about it here more in a minute, but you've, even though Hook is your your and your protagonist in that film... Okay, so is, is, is Die Hard a movie about John McClane or a movie about terrorists? Hmm. Yes. Exactly. It's a Christmas movie. Because, uh, you know, you've, you're all... It's not like the entire film on any of these... Well, maybe I can't say that because we haven't gotten through the whole list, but... Is there any one of them that is just strictly pirates and that's all there is? Because I think all of them have Captain Pirate, I would say, is predominantly pirates. It's about pirates. Not that every single character doesn't have to be a pirate, but just your bad guy being a pirate, I think, is what we're trying to say is not quite enough to define the genre. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. So then we've got Blackbeard's Ghost. And I put this in here because I love this movie and I love Peter (laughs) Ustinoff. Wait, we skipped, we skipped Swiss Family Robinson. Oh, we did? I'm sorry. We skipped Joel's racist movie. Swiss Family Robinson. The only reason I said it, that it was racist is because the pirates that are in that are 
Asian pirates and they kind of portray them in a, a little bit, not quite, you know, Song of the South, but it's, it feels a <laughs> little... Uh, like Breakfast at Tiffany's level racism? <laughs> right. No, it's not uh, Jerry Lewis. Um, what do you got against Asians, Joel? I, I don't have anything against that, them. But what I'm saying is, is that the portrayal is a little bit dated. But, mm. you know, it, it's, again, it comes up on a lot of lists as being a... A uh, a pirate a, movie, yeah. And I I watched it today, and I mean it's a it's a classic story. I mean, I, you know, Lost in Space is based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's again, it's another fun Disney adaptation of the story. But uh, the the pirates, uh, and now with this definition we've talked about, are secondary. I mean, it's primarily a story about the the Robinson family that get shipwrecked and then they're being pursued by pirates on and off during the course of the film. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it qualifies based on that, but it's a good film. I still recommend it. Yeah. I, I watched the hell out of it as a kid. And that was one thing, like when I saw it on the list and you were talking about, it, I was like, I don't know that it's a pirate movie, but it's another one of those that's on the line. Cause it clearly features pirates, even if it's not really about them. And I think one of the differences with this one versus the ones we've talked about so far is that in all the other ones that have pirates in it, there's typically at least one pirate that has a, a name recognition or that is kind of the standout character. And this one, even though they have a captain, you, they're they're always talking in another language throughout the film, and they never really specify anybody by name. They're just pirates. So they're kind of like... We're, we got to throw somebody else in here that's a, an antagonist in the story, aside from the elements and the animals and, you know, kind of survival. So they're kind of stock. Mm-hmm. All right. So Blackbeard's Ghost. I love this movie. <laughs> uh, saying it again. Have, have any of you guys seen it? I have not. I haven't either. Pat? Nope. Sounds what? like a Disney joint, though, with Suzanne it is Plachette a hun- and uh, yeah. oh, Dean yeah. Jones. Dean Jones, Suzanne Plachette, Peter Ustinov plays Blackbeard. Dean Jones plays oh. a... That's great uh, casting. It, it 100% is. Dean Jones plays a track coach coming to this New England coastside town to help get the track team up and running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did the thing. Um, and he winds up, they have an auction selling items that were supposedly belong to Blackbeards to save a hotel that is made with the timbers of what is supposed to be Blackbeards boat. And then he buys a he wins a um a bed warmer and breaks the handle and in the handle is a spell to bring people out of limbo and he recites the spell on a on a lark thinking it's not really a thing and brings back Blackbeard who is played by Peter Houstonoff and then haunts him through the whole movie. This is Peter Houstonoff at his best. Um, actually, I was looking through the reviews of this. Uh, and Roger Ebert gave this three out of four stars and called it Disney's best since the absent-minded professor. Hmm. High praise. I know, right? Um, our family liked this movie so much that we actually went to a bookstore to get Peter Ustinov's autograph on his autobiography just so we can go meet him. That's and, cool. Yeah. And, you know, we're like, oh, you know, well, you know what, what do you, you know, what do you like of my stuff? Oh, Blackbeard's Ghost. And he was like, you know, my grandmother, my grandmother, my granddaughter loves that movie. She's like that his granddaughter just adores it because his grandpa being so silly. But, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can see it, it is it is a hundred percent classic Disney slapstick comedy. 
And, it looked, I, it, with him in that in that casting, I mean, it is, and well, and Dean Jones, you oh, Dean Jones is a Disney staple. Yeah, you you pretty much assume it's probably going to be a comedy. <laughs> oh yeah, and it it's great. It really is. I mean, it I've watched it multiple times in a year, and every single time I watch it, it makes me laugh because it's just good old fashioned goofy fun Disney movie. You know, it's it's enjoyable to watch. Everybody is genuine. Everybody's. You know, there's 100% in and, and it's got a lot of other secondary characters in there, including I think the mom from Mary Poppins shows up in there, too. I have to check that out. I, I may have seen it at some point when I, I looked it up and it looks familiar, but I certainly don't remember. It, and that'd be fun to revisit. Yeah, it's a good one. 1968. Uh, then moving forward a little bit, I moved in The Island uh, from 1980, directed by Michael Ritchie. Starring Michael Caine, David Warner, Angela Punch McGregor. <laughs> Her name is a complete sentence. I Angela know. Punch McGregor. <laughs> so Michael Ritchie, producer of films uh, such as The Candidate and Smile. He also did The Bad News Bears and Fletch comedies. So Fletch and Fletch Lives were his. The Island is a weird... It started off as a book. Okay, so Blair Maynard, who was played by Michael Caine, he's a journalist who was once in the Navy and decides to investigate the Bermuda Triangle and figure out why so many boats disappear. He takes his son with him, which is always a good idea, and then discovers that this island in the Bermuda Triangle for centuries and unseen by anybody has been populated by French pirates that have lived there forever. They raid pleasure boats, kill whoever's on the boat, take their stuff, However, there's a false assumption on who Blair actually is. So they're kept alive because of their lineage and, ready for this, a need to offset the negative effects of inbreeding. So they need him to knock up one of the female pirates and to act as a scribe for the group who can't read. And then Justin, is uh, his son, is brainwashed to become a surrogate heir to the pirate leader now. That escalated quickly. Uh, you know, I had this one on my list of ones I was going to try and squeeze in uh, just because I was looking up, you know, are there uh, pirate themed horror films? And because the, the only one I can ever think of is The Fog, which is not on here because I don't know if it technically qualifies by our I, definition. I think that's more of a horror movie with pirate ghosts. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, if, for those who don't know, every hundred years after the... Uh, a ship sank. A ship sank. Good lord. Uh, the 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 fog rolls in and the dead pirates come back and do bad things. So uh, there's pirates in it, but there's no you know there's no boats at sea and cannonballs and mm -hmm. sword fights and things like that. So this one came up as a as a horror film, although I don't feel like after reading about it that maybe it qualified. When you said that, I was mixing up the fog and the mist. And oh, I was very confused. <laughs> <clears throat> Two very different films, although there is fog so, in both of them. But both have very low visibility. And there's not a lot of pirates in the mist. No. I mean, maybe. I don't yeah, know. You can't good. see most of it's <laughs> out there. Maybe they were riding the tentacly things. I don't know. The island, besides having sexy Michael Caine in his prime in 1980 on it, is pretty tense movie. It's And I, I, I consider it a pirate movie because you have two civilians that are stuck on an island that is literally populated by a, pi a pirate tribe. It, it comes up on all the lists, uh, just like some of these other ones. So, you mm -hmm. know, definitely check it out. 
Uh, after this, I have the Pirate Movie, which is a musical starring Christy McNichol, Christopher Atkins, and Ted Hamilton. 1982. This is awful. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It sounds is, awful. It is. It really is an awful movie. Um, part of the reason I enjoyed it is one, it's the first movie I recollect. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just I'm digging that this movie is awful. Part of the reason I enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's one of the first movies that I recall breaking of the fourth wall. And part of that has to do with the fact that this, the, it's loosely based off the Pirates of Penzance, but it's all, you discover at the end, it's all a dream sequence. So the spoiler. Yep. Trust me. You can, if you need, you call that spoilers as for watching this movie, you're not paying attention. (laughs) But, um, it's, it's a musical. Goofy, stupid, but then moving on, 1983, Kevin Klein, Angela Lansbury, Linda Ronstadt in the Pirates of Penzance. I saw this when I was young, but I don't remember anything about it because I was 10 years old. My mom wanted to see it, and she took me. That's pretty much all I can tell you. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I have never seen this one. I was hoping, actually, Joel was the one who was putting my chips on for this one. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. No, okay. I had not heard of it until I uh, saw, the, saw it. On. What yeah, was I mean, it's a Rodgers and Hammerstein? Like I know musical, Pirates of Penzance, but I don't know this film. Oh, okay. Well, Kevin Klein plays the uh, pirate. Then moving on to probably the greatest of all pirate movies, <laughs> The Ice Pirates, uh, starring Robert Ulrich, Mary Crosby, Michael D. Roberts. Luckily, I did not have enough time to watch the movie this week. I was planning on it, and every time I started to watch it or getting ready to watch it, what happened, and I just never ended up having time. I was afraid to watch it because I kind of liked this movie when I was younger, and I didn't want that to get blown out of the water, which I knew it would. <laughs> it's probably wise. Because, yeah, I'm very confident that this movie is a pile of crap, but I don't need to see it to know that. You'd much rather live in your memories. With yeah, the... as, a, as a funny, kind of decently, whatever, not horrible. I'll leave it in that in my mind. I mean, it yeah. is funny, but it is also horrible. Like, your memory and your suspicion are both correct. <laughs> <laughs> the ship has herpes. I yeah. remember seeing it as a kid and feeling like I was watching something I shouldn't be. Because, uh, you know, there's... <laughs> Strangely, that feeling does not go away as an adult. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, innuendo and just blatant kind of sexual. Yeah, I was humor say, there was not, they didn't innuendo much. It was very blatant. Right. Yeah. It but was it, a, come on, it was a 1984 PG movie. But I, I remembered enjoying it as a kid, and it is another one that I was hoping to get to this week. Um, uh, because I, we talked about it pretty. We talk about it actually pretty frequently. It seems to come up in our conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I yeah, was wondering if it held up. Mike and I showed it to someone who was very confused. Got to be almost 15 years ago. We we insisted that we were going to watch uh, Ice Pirates for a cast party for a show we were both in. Dude, that was 23 years ago. Was 20 years ago. <laughs> I was still living in Oak Park. Katie wasn't around. <laughs> I was still working the Caribou at that time. Whew. That was yeah, that was a hot minute. Years ago. So anyway, while Josh has that moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm having an <laughs> existential crisis right now. Women, women still that. talk to me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is you got Ron, a very young Ron Perlman, Bruce Valanche, John Carradine, John Matuzek, and Angelica Houston. What? Yeah, this is like Flash Gordon meets an acid trip. Yeah, it, it's great. <clears throat> now moving on to the next one. Is Goonies a pirate movie? Yes. No. I'm with Same Patrick reason. on this one. Same reason Same. as Peter Pan isn't. Exactly. 
And in fact, in this one, you don't ever even see the pirates. The pirates are you all dead. You see a ship, yeah. You see a ship and a map. Definitely not a pirate movie. Well, you see the pirates. They're just not... They're dead. Active. They're, they're not dead. active. Yeah, they're just kind of like... So they're why do you say pirates. yes, Joel? Because the whole movie is about One-Eyed Willie's treasure and the search for it and, and you know... Uh, oh, God. Not Chunk. Um, hey, you Sloth. guys! Yeah. Sloth. He wears a pirate hat and does piratey things. Yes, but he's not a pirate, as we've... He's a butt pirate. And it's not about uh, the search for Willie's gold. Otherwise, it would have been called the search for Willie's gold. It's called the Goonies, because it's about the Goonies, who are not pirates. I don't know. The whole movie's about pirate treasure. I mean, should should Reservoir Dogs have been called the Waitress because they talked about a waitress? That wasn't the main theme of it. Should it be called the Robbery? Or should it have been called the Case of Diamonds? Because that's... <laughs> That's about the that's the MacGuffin. Yeah, they make a good point, Joel. Well, you put um, it on the list, so I figured you were with me on this one. No, I. <laughs> it was a trap. Okay. <laughs> First off, never assume I'm with you on anything. And second of all, I'm just copying shit off a list, dude. I mean, this. He was actually on your side until we decided we weren't. He's like, "Yeah, I'm flip flopping." Let Joel that, stay in the well. That 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 yeah, doesn't. I believe that. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got from so there. Is Old Yeller a pirate movie, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Me, 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 me. <laughs> then we've got Pirates by Roman Polanski. Listed as a Franco-Tunisian adventure comedy, <laughs> which is a phrase I've never said in my life. It was screened out of the competition in the 1986 Cannes Film Festival, which is weird because it has Walter Matthau as Captain Thomas Bartholomew Red, Roy Kinnear as Dutch. It's got a weird, like, weird cast that should be good, but apparently a, did terribly. This is another one of those movies that I saw in the theater. I don't remember, but I know that I've seen it. I just know that my family went to see it, all four of us. Okay. That's the end of my review. <laughs> there we go. So then from that, The Princess Bride. Is this, this a pirate tougher. movie? This one is tougher because definitely piracy is like a character who is indisputably a pirate is a big part of it. I still think I'm going to say it's not actually a pirate movie. Yeah, I'm going to say no, it's not a pirate movie. It's a romantic comedy, but it's not a... I wouldn't even necessarily call it like a, an action adventure or anything. It's Yeah, it's just the piracy is just a subplot like it's, it's a, a fairy tale oh yeah i'll say it's a fairy tale the piracy is a hook to it <laughs> yeah a hook. yeah ah. ellen pops up a lot on lists too uh well, but... i almost think that the lists are automatically created by an algorithm that just control f pirate like i don't know how much i personally yeah, I, give to those lists i could see why this movie would like be tagged pirate Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's definitely not a pirate movie. Well, I pulled this. I pulled this off of the Wikipedia pirate movie database. Yes. Thing. So, moving on from that to Hook. We've already said Hook is a pirate. Movie. Yeah. And I like if Pat wanted to argue with that, I wouldn't fight too hard because you could make an argument that it's still about Pan, even though it's titled Hook. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd say it's definitely a pirate movie. I mean, they spend a ton of time on on board the ship. They spent a lot of time discussing pirate rules and life and blah, blah, blah. I'd definitely say it's a pirate movie. And Pan technically is secondary to Hook in this film. Mm-hmm. 
I think I would agree with that statement. Like, it, like I said, I think we're all on the same side here, mm-hmm. but if some other fifth person disagreed, like I probably wouldn't fight him too hard on it. Hey, call up Matthew and see what he thinks. Real- <laughs> Matthew doesn't answer my calls. <laughs> I wasn't talking sense. to you. Oh. <laughs> I hey, Joel, playing. thanks for calling. <laughs> I just keep playing parts of RoboCop for him, so he won't pick up for me either. <laughs> Joel calls him, he answers on the first ring. <laughs> you want to come over and watch Ice Pirates? <laughs> and then we have the movie which has been spoken about of destroying the pirate genre. Is oh, yeah. Cutthroat Island, starring Gina Davis, Matthew Modine, Franklin Jella. Because when you think pirates, you think Matthew Modine. Well, Davis. you think pirates, I will think, you tell me somebody's in a pirate movie, they're actors, they do whatever's on the paper, give them a chance. Sure, why not? According to the Guinness Book of World Records, this film is the biggest financial loss ever. It had cost $115 million to make. More than Ishtar? More than Ishtar. I believe this is, act, this is long after Ishtar. It cost $115 million to make and made $10 million at the box office. Now that's in 1995 dollars. There's a part of me that wants to partially defend this movie with the caveat that I recognize that it's not actually good. It's one of those where it actually sucks, but not anywhere as near as much as people say it does. Kind of well, like Waterworld. Part yeah. of it is that the budget, This it's almost as if this movie was cursed. I see. Sort of like Ishtar, where Ishtar is actually a mediocre film, but not a bad film. But it was an extremely expensive mediocre film. Right. So there's a lot of delays in shooting and all this caused. So Harlan, the director, filed the chief camera operator following a dispute. Two dozen crew members quit along with him. So that's the first issue. Pipes broke and then caused raw sewage to pour into the water tank where they were going to do all their swimming scenes. Which is what you want. Right. For, you know, it's authentic then. Harlan, the director, he spent $1 million of his own money to rewrite the script. As Carloco was so much in debt, they couldn't afford to pay in any further. The first week into production, the film's original cinematographer, Oliver Wood, fell off a crane into one of the water tanks and broke his leg. He was then replaced by Peter Levy, who was shot on location in Malta and Thailand. Indoor scenes were shot at the Mediterranean Film Studios in Calcara, Malta, and models were shot at the Paddock Tank and Pinewood Studios in England. Harlan required actors to do their own stunts whenever possible. That's a good idea. While promoting the film, Gina Davis appeared on talk shows with clips of her doing stunts over and over, including one where she fell out of a window too soon, rolled down the roof and underneath a, a horse carriage, and then showed off her bruises and injuries. So this one really... It currently has a 38% rating on 40 reviews uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. But I think the biggest problem with it is that it didn't do well at the box office and it cost so freaking much to make. Nobody wanted to pony up the money anymore. It was just doomed from the start, it sounds like. Yeah, because you think pirate movies, if you're going to do a pirate movie outside of pirates, you need the boat. You need the ocean. And those those scenes are not cheap if you want to do it and make it look good. Because you always need a giant tank. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of dumb fun, but it's not always good fun, if that makes sense. Like, I remember watching it and being like, okay, it was something I watched. It had its moments, but it just, yeah, it just didn't work. Like, it needed a different cast or less crap happening. 
you know, problems. Maybe it would have been better. Maybe, I don't know. Well, the company Carloco Pictures, which financed the film, filed for bankruptcy six weeks before it even reached the theaters. Jeez. Yeah. That's rough. And then finally, also, I'm not, no, I'm sorry, 1996, directed by Brian Henson, Tim Curry as Long John Silver, Kevin Bishop, Billy Connolly, Muppet Treasure Island. So good. It's more about the puppets. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, score one, Joel. This one I can watch over and over again. Yeah, I, I can. I can't disagree with that, 100%. It's, it's a so very, good. very entertaining, very well done. Yep. It's a good Muppets movie. And honestly, I'm not huge on the Muppet adaptations of other works, but this one is the best of those. Eh, Christmas Carol, I think, might be better. See, you guys are way... <clears throat> I don't dislike Christmas Carol, but I don't love it as much as you guys do. I like Christmas Carol during Christmas. We watch it together as a family once every year at Christmas time. This one, anytime. You got Muppet Treasure Island, throw it on there. Give me more Tim Curry in his prime. Right. Because right now, Tim Curry, I'm pulling, pulling for you, man. Every time I see him, I just feel sad. Did you know there was a lawsuit involved in this one? I did not. Out of all the people that could have sued Henson Productions, Hormel Foods. What? Hormel Foods sued this movie. Because they use a name Spam for one of the tribal pigs in this. Huh. Yeah. So the judge dismissed their case in September 1995 after a trial for failure to prove damages, noting in his statement, one might think that Hormel would welcome the association with a genuine source of pork. Oof. Uh, when he eventually spam later appeared uh, as a racing boss in something called Muppet Race Mania, and he was credited as Pig Chief. But yeah, they of all people, come on, do you think Hormel really guys? Because that's going to win win over people. Yeah, they they sued the Muppets. So that's all I got for the then man. That's that's a lot of piratey goodness. Yeah, love myself some Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, I, there's that's just a. Just a solid movie. Now, and and one s- of the best Muppets. I see in the notes you mentioned that One Piece. Now, did the anime or the manga start in our before our break? This is all uh, film, so this is going to be and the it's going to be the anime that started up in this one. Oh, that started up uh, then because the OVAs I think would have been right around our break point as well. And while I'm personally not a huge fan, it's. Uh, a lot of what they call shonen anime, uh, it's generally made for teenage boys or preteen boys, uh, would include your Naruto, your Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. but it also includes My Hero Academia, which I fucking love. One Piece is like solidly, it's one of the most popular in the genre. And while I don't particularly care for it myself, it is undoubtedly pirate entertainment, mm-hmm. where uh, the pirate Monkey D. Luffy, who uh, ate a fruit which gave him like a rubbery skin, uh, is going after the One Piece treasure with his straw hat pirates to try and become the king of all pirates. It's goofy fun. Yeah, it's a little too silly for me, but I completely get why people love it. Hmm. <laughs> So when we come back, we're going to do some of the nows. And pirates come back with a vengeance in 2000. And Keith Richards in 2003. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the middle of the show. This week for the Geek Life Radio Artist and Song of the Week, we've got Ookla the Muck with Dr. Doom. Here's just a sample, and the full song will be played after the end titles. Is 
right, we are back, and we're going to talk about pirate movies from 2000 onward. A lot of Johnny Depp. A lot of Johnny Depp. You're going to be neck deep in, in Jack your, Sparrow. In Jack Sparrow. Yeah. yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, okay, much better. So, first one out of the gates, 2002, Disney made another attempt to see if people would like pirates, but this time it's space pirates. They have Treasure Planet. Wearing space pants. No, no, no. Space pants. Listen to this guy. He's got a point. It's space shorts. <laughs> Starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Emma Thompson, and Martin Short on their voices. Sci-fi version of Treasure Island. Has anybody seen this one except for me? Uh, I, I think I did, but I remember nothing about it. But I'm pretty sure I've seen it. If I remember correctly, Mike likes this movie a lot. I've seen it. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was fine. I, I've never seen it. I liked it. It's a lot of fun. It, I think it gets a, a worse rap than it deserves. It also has... This was a weird time for animated films in general. Just like they couldn't decide whether they wanted to be for young adults, whether they wanted to be for little kids. And they kind of split the difference. You've got a lot of films. Like Titan AE is kind of like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Where they just didn't know who they wanted to be for. So they kind of like were for nobody. Yeah, it was kind of shooting out into the dark with a lot of these because they knew that their their audience was getting older and the the kids that watched their Disney movies were now having kids. So it was experimental. I, I dig this one. I think it's really good. Very uh, a hidden gem of the Disney movies. Now, Patrick, Patrick McGowan is in this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, were, were you trying to draw attention to Patrick that Patrick McGowan was in this or did you stutter? <laughs> Little bit of column A, little bit of column B. You wasn't know wasn't it, this the, the first Disney movie that was completely computer rendered from start to finish? No, this was two D. There was there was three D CGI in this, but there was not. No, I'm, the, I'm not saying three. I'm, I'm saying just computer graphics. It was just com- 100 like no hand drawn at all. Mm, no, I think you're thinking of Titan. Yeah, yeah, I think. Oh, that's what okay, yeah. okay, that, that that probably is what I'm thinking of. Okay, moving on. So, uh, no, Patrick McGowan is, plays Billy Bones in this. Oh. Yeah. I'll be seeing you. Yep. All right. So after this, we have Peter Pan, which is the other half of the infamous Peter Pan show. 2003, Jeremy Sumter, Jason Isaacs, and Olivia Williams. I think, even though Peter Pan, the Disney version, is not a pirate movie, I believe this is a pirate movie. There's a lot more focus on Captain Hook. Jason Isaacs is an amazing Captain Hook. I've never seen this movie. I almost corrected you, but then I realized. No, it was just you and I who had seen yeah, it. That was, part, that was part of why that episode was so bad. <laughs> well, yeah. This is one where I'm not sure I agree that it's a pirate movie, but it's close enough that I'm, yeah. I, I, I see where you're, like, if, it's hard for me to say that Hook is and this isn't, is the problem. Yeah, because there's just as much integration of pirate lore and how the pirates run in this one with Bob Hoskins as um, first mate. Well, Richard Breyers is Mr. Smee and not Bob, Ho- Bob Hoskins. Oh, it was Hook. He was Smee. Yeah. Okay. Mix that up. Correct. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, this has got a fairly decent cast. Um, I, it was fine. <laughs> I don't know that I've seen it, so. I, unless yeah. you decided to watch it, I know you hadn't seen yeah. it for the Peter Pan show. No, this is the ultimate slow roll. He's like, no, I did watch it. I just wanted to fuck you in that episode. <laughs> if that was true, <laughs> I don't... slip Everglear into Mike's beer to prevent against viruses. 
Oh, I sent them an email to the to the article about that. Everclear does not do what you think it does. You're just getting everyone drunk. Anyway, after this, 2003, same year, Gore Verbinski says, hey, what if we did Pirates, but did it kind of right? Curse of the Black Pearl. Johnny Depp, Jeffrey Rush, Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley launch a franchise that I believe is still going. It's kind of overstayed its welcome at this point, and they're replacing uh, Johnny Depp with uh, Margot Robbie. Or Robbie? Robbie, yeah. Margot Robbie. Um, but yeah, I, this first one, when I saw it in the theater, I was enthralled. Yep. I was just like blown away by how much I liked the way it uh, portrayed all of the pirate stuff, but still in a PG-13 Disney-friendly way. Uh, it incorporated elements of the ride. Uh, this was well before I became annoyed at Jack Sparrow, so I thought he was awesome. That, I think, was a the a lot of the conversation But when it was first announced. It was like, Pirates of the Caribbean! You, you mean the one where you sit in the boat? Right, yeah. Right? You're, you're going to make a movie out of a ride? Like, what? Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, and I just today I watched the Screen Rant uh, pitch meeting for this. <laughs> Those are so I, I thought it was kind of funny. They're talking about how Will Turner is not very careful about when and why he throws weapons. Like, he, he throws a sword just to trap Jack Sparrow in, but because he's a main character. But, like, he throws axes into people's backs throughout the rest, so he clearly doesn't care about being honorable. Mm-hmm. He hates pirates. Maybe he was trying to uh, shoot Jack Sparrow in the back with a sword. He was just a bad aim. I don't know. The rest of the time he does that in the movie, he's pretty dead on with it. He put points into it after that scene. He got some XP. <laughs> it was it was a sword fighting up on the on the the girders. That's what did it. That kicked in the yeah, leveled him. Yeah. yeah. You didn't see that he was flashing after that sight after that fight. <laughs> it's just a it's just a damn fun movie. I mean, I watched. Well, we'll get to that. But I thought after the last one that they were going to end it, but they did have a cut scene at the end that led you to potentially another film, but. I remember seeing this, and I, the first time I heard about it, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, great. It's going to be another Haunted Mansion situation. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised at how how good it was, how much fun it was. Like Josh said, how they handled some things in a Disney way, which, I mean, even if you go back to the Disney films we talked about in the first half, there were still people getting shot and stabbed and whatnot. But this one, you actually had almost like zombie-like characters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they were still safe enough for younger audiences, but didn't. I mean, there was lots of stabbing and killing, but all of it happened <laughs> off off screen for right. the most part. And they they handled the scarier elements, <clears throat> excuse me, in a way that was still you know good good enough for the people that wanted it to be kind of creepy, but not so much that kids were crying themselves to sleep at night. I don't think. <clears throat> but yeah, they definitely did. He did a good job with making pirates. Uh, and it was very, very well written and enjoyable and beautiful. I mean, the whole series is just beautiful. The cinematography and the special effects are all very, very good throughout the run. And the stunts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say Jeffrey Rush and his character, Barbarossa, is probably the biggest draw for me on these movies. Really? He is very good as Barbarossa. Yeah. Yes, he is. That, that, the, the, one of the very first scenes when you see him is when he's interacting with Elizabeth Swan, and he's, he makes the comment about how so many syllables in those words... And then he goes to say no to her. He's like, he's like I w- I'm inclined to, to acquiesce or whatever, you know. And he's, that means no. It's yeah, a really, they... really good intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff- I think Jeffrey Rush is amazing casting. While everybody loves Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow is great. But I think 
he's a one note song. He's going to do his thing. He's kind of drunkard, that sort of thing. I think the, where these movies shine is in their secondary and tertiary characters. I'm going to agree with you on that, where I, I think that Jack Sparrow is like the minions. So long as you don't make them the focus, they're the best part of the movie. And that's kind of where the movies later sort of lost their way, is they tried to make it about Jack Sparrow. And it's not about Jack Sparrow. He's just the interesting side character. Mm-hmm. It's another movie where the character is the MacGuffin. You need the Jack Sparrow to move the plot along. But even his band of pirates that he runs with, which you could almost say are, you know, like you said, the tertiary characters are all fun characters to watch almost as much as, as Captain Jack. Yeah, mm-hmm. the two, in a lot the of two ways. pirates, the one with the wooden eye, those guys are great. I can't remember their name. And the guy with the big mutton chops. Yeah, his mm-hmm. side, the, the main quartermaster on on the Pearl. Whatever. Yeah. And then the little the little person, I don't know, the bald guy is fun. And Jack, Jack the monkey also is very, yeah. very entertaining. They named the <laughs> monkey Jack. <laughs> So yeah, it's just they're just. I mean, they're, they're not bad movies. They're they're just you know they're just overdone. They just they needed to stop at like number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trilogy was actually even though it was sort of losing its way by the third one. Uh, I'd say the trilogy in general, the first one's very good and as a trilogy. They're good movies. You you start to get beyond that, and you got some problems. And Davy Jones is a great character too. Yes. Yeah. Well, Bill Nye though is is brilliant. Uh, Kevin R. McNally, who plays Gibbs, that's the guy with the mutton chops. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And, you know, you, you you can't knock that scene, and I don't remember which one it's in. It might be the third one with the giant wheel where they're, it's rolling and they're fighting mm-hmm. inside. It's the, badass. The three-way fight that yeah. keeps going back and forth with who's got the upper hand. It just is a – conceptually, it's kind of like a, a clusterfuck. Like, it's like, how are you going to pull this off? And then they do. And you're like, holy crap, that was... Can you imagine the stunt coordinator getting the storyboards? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Or the the stunt coordinator telling the storyboard artist to do... You're going (laughs) to have them do... Wait, is that legal? (laughs) And then, of course, 2005. (laughs) Of course. People said, hey, people are digging this pirate thing. We should do a a pirate movie. And it did. 2005's Pirates, directed by... June, starring Jesse Jane, Janine, Tegan Presley. If any of those neat names, you recognize any of those? Then you're busted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are a pervert, and so am I, because, yes, I watched this. Oh, hell yeah. I, yeah, I watched this. Not I, for the show, just like I, I watched this. I had the VHS. Well. Really? The VHS. Yeah. All and right. when we were talking about doing the show, I mean, it was brought up that it was... I don't know if it still holds the record as being the most expensive pornographic film ever made, but it was at the time anyway, which, you know, that's saying something because usually it's like, shoot it quick, get it out, move on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the point. Yeah, get to the money shot, move on. Speaking of busted, there was a dude in Target or somewhere, and he, he had his alert noise on his cell phone was the Pornhub drum startup thing i don't know how, i don't know oh, okay you know, yeah no, i know you know. what sound you're talking about yeah and he was in another aisle over it went off and somewhere from another aisle you just heard a, another guy go nice <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is the world now that's amazing but no i i believe it or not, i have never seen this one i've heard of it but i've not actually seen it and i would say if i did 
Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't mm. think you'd be shy about that. I mean, I it all respect for him. I mean, let's do a five star blockbuster. I mean, yeah, it was a high production, high quality. You know, they they actually all tried. It was. I don't know about five star, but it's it's definitely it's more than you would expect for a porn. Like there are some special effects, and there's actual plot. They actually mm-hmm. actually wrote some. Uh, I, I heard there was a script. Yeah, some real dialogue, not just like. Hey, how are you? <laughs> like they actually wrote real dialogue. Do you have my pizza? I was gonna say, did somebody deliver a pizza like somewhere? Was there like some pizza? Coach does you, you stay done. That's right. <laughs> no, that's for pain. <laughs> there was apparently a sequel, Stagnetti's Revenge. That's the name of it. All right, moving on. Dead Man's Chest. Stagnetti. 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 No, that that's just oh. a that's a Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Quote. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this one coming out, another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Caribbean, or Caribbean. What do you guys say? Caribbean. One of those pronunciations. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I change it. I kind of alternate back and forth just depending on my Sounds mood. Good. I guess. I don't know. I'm in. So the next couple of years, Dead Man's Chest, At World's End, Stranger Tides. There were there were other pirate movies, but none of them were made in the U.S. And a lot of them, all of them, were very small budget, uh, under the radar type stuff that we would not have seen. I know we've kind of talked about these. Out of the ones that have like my, my dinner with pirates, yeah, <clears throat> mm-hmm. my dinner with Andre. <laughs> is, that, is that what you were going for, Pat? Yes. Okay. Wow, Joel outdid Pat. Outdid Pat on that one. <laughs> outdid. Really? Outdid. He outdid him. <laughs> All right, so also in this, there's an animated film done by the people who did Wallace and Gromit called The Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists. Hmm. Yeah. Never heard of it. Now, is it a pirate movie or is it a scientist movie? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Directed by Peter Lord, voices of Hugh Grant, Salma Hayek, and Jeremy Piven of, of some. It's based off a book done by the... You know, like I said, done by the guys who did uh, Arden, Emer- Arden Entertainment. Yeah, you. I've seen it. It's entertaining. You outside, the voices are great. You got David Tennant, Brian Blessed, because Brian Blessed should be in everything. You saw it, Joel? No, uh, it it looked like fun, but I haven't seen it. I just I know the poster of it. Like I've seen screen yeah. caps and whatnot from it, and I like the Wallace and Gromit. Uh, yeah. It's got that claymation type look to it. Yeah. They're always fun and they're funny, but yeah, I haven't actually seen it yet. Yeah, definitely very British comedy in this one. But moving on, we have Treasure Island 2012 starring Eddie Izzard. Hmm. Now is he playing? As Long John Silver. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I can see that. And I have never seen this, but I really want to see it now. I'm with you on that. Toby Regbo? I don't know who that is, but it also has Elijah Wood and Donald Sutherland. Hmm. I did not know this existed. Neither did I. The poster, I'll have to put the poster in here because if you click on that one, uh, Eddie Izzard makes a really good Long John Silver. Oh, wow. He's bald. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Tony Regbo is Jim Hawkins. Elijah Wood is Ben Gunn. Oh, that's interesting casting. Mm-hmm. Donald Sutherland is Flint. David Har- Harwood? Harwood? There's Billy Bones. Yeah. It looks huh. really good. Oh, 2012. I mean, I, I like Eddie Izzard. I mean, the cast look, looks great. It's definitely <laughs> jumped up on my list. I just got to figure out where to watch it. Yeah, I'm just... curious now. Yeah. yeah. Then Joel added Captain Phillips. I have not seen this movie. It's it's uh, it's pretty intense. I mean, you know, it's 
since we're talking about pirates, I felt like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the only film that I know of other than ones that I found since then. There's only other, I think two other ones out there that exist, but that talk about actual like modern day Somalian pirates, which, you know, Captain Phillips is kind of the, I guess the, the watermark, the benchmark, the water, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Like watershed, the, the watershed moment for Somalian pirate water glass, something. But it's hey, it's when they broke the glass ceiling. Yes. Wait. What? <laughs> it's a pirate's year. They finally broke through. Whereas you know, like the pirates Those of the bad boy Somalians. You know, the pirates of the Caribbean movie is is kind of that uh, what we all think of traditionally. You know, with pirates, peg legs, patches, things like that. Uh, this is a very real world take on it. You know, the actual kind of terrifying things that people go through uh it's it's really well done um and it's 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 a nail biter it's definitely worth watching if you guys haven't seen it i mean i I love tom hanks so i had seen it because of him specifically but um it's kind of makes you not want to be a a ship captain anywhere near (laughs) somalia or we'll check that off my bucket list (laughs) i didn't know i needed a movie to tell me that (laughs) josh sadly takes his hat off (laughs) aw aw Joel's putting away all his manuals. Oh, I'm not gonna. Oh, look, he's the captain now. <laughs> That's so stupid. Back to working on my cover of my book, Taste Funky. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> so then, moving on to that, we've got. Now, this is another one that jumped up on my list because I didn't know anything about this. It's called Crossbones. It's based off a book called The Republic of Pirates. So the deal is the British Empire thought that Ed, Edward Teach, Blackbeard, died in 1718. The time is now 1729, and Blackbeard is the ruler of a island of pirates, an island group of pirates. He calls himself the Commodore, and it's the discovery of the fact that Blackbeard is still alive and going on with us. So you've got John Malkovich playing Blackbeard. That's a decision. I don't know how I feel about that. Right. But it's supposed to be an older Blackbeard. Like, I'm not pirating anymore. I'm ruling these islands as a pirate king. I'm not out raiding anybody. But it's also got Richard Coyle in here also, who I, who, if you remember him from the um, the Friends and uh, Coupling movie, Coupling show that we did. Richard Coyle was uh, the goofy guy from Coupling. Okay. Yeah. But you also have recurring uh, Julian Sands shows up. You know, it's Kevin Ryan shows up. It just looks really good that the initial uh, uh, episode is Britain finds out about this and they send in a spy to kill the Commodore. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Then we have Black Sails. Now, I watched the hell out of Black Sails. I wish I'd actually finished it. I've heard a lot about it, but I I don't know anything about storyline or anything like that. I mean, yeah, it starts near, like, with a uh, fictional character, Captain Flint, but it's right at the beginning of where you got a lot of historical pirates. And uh, eventually, in later seasons, uh, Captain Flint will cross paths with uh, many of them. Yeah, this, is, this is a television film in our notes, but this is this is a show on stars. Mm-hmm. It's a series, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they went, uh, there's like, uh, there's 38 episodes over four seasons. I was just going to ask how long it was running or if it, is it still or is it done? 
No, it, it ended back in 2017. Yeah. Um, you've got fictional characters like Long John Silver is in this, Billy Bones is in this, but you've also got Calico Jack Rackham and Bonnie Mary Reed, Woods Rogers, Blackbeard. Hmm. I don't recognize any of the actors. Just looking at the cast list here. Hmm. Well, I, I, and I know this was filmed in South Africa, and I don't know how many of the actors might have been locals. Hmm. And it's definitely got a little bit of sex position. I love that phrase or that word. Yeah, if you, if for uh, listeners who are maybe not familiar with it, it's like if you have something that you just want to do some world building or some character development, but it might be a little boring, do it during a sex scene when you got a naked woman on the screen. Okay, then I did hear you right. Or, <laughs> uh, yep, or, or you, you do it while while Al Swearingen is getting a nasty blowjob. That's another. Yeah, it was most uh, popularized in Game of Thrones. Hmm. Yeah, the only person I recognize in the cast is Ray Stevenson, who I like. But yeah, that's it. Huh. Interesting. I'm... It's worth a watch. Like, it's not amazing, but it's a more serious take on pirates with a modern budget than Pirates of the Caribbean. All right. Got it on my list. Yeah, if you have access to stars, it's definitely worth your time, at least. Stars! Oh, I have access to stars. You mean, <laughs> ah, allegedly. <laughs> There, I said it at least once, twice. Yeah, I tried to I tried to look up, you know, pirate movies 2021, and it was like, here's a torrent site. Here's another torrent site. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Stop I'm showing me that. To pirate movies. I just want movies about pirates. It's like it's like looking about Yeti games. Do you want a game about Yetis, or do you want games from Yeti games? You know, because yes. I have both. <laughs> or if you're looking for games about coolers, because there's uh, coolers, Yetis. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And talking about, uh, since we're talking about pirates in general, it's worth mentioning that uh, there have been a bunch of pirate games uh, recently. Like uh, three or four Assassin's Creed's ago, you had Black Flag, uh, which is probably the gold standard for pirate games right now. Yep. Uh, um, uh, uh, available on Game Pass. Uh, shit, what is the multiplayer only pirate one? Oh. Uh, sea of Thieves. Yeah. Sea of Thieves is real big, and uh, there's uh, a couple others that uh, they're working on getting out in the next couple of years. So I, I'm hoping someday there will be a in-depth, like what Red Dead Redemption 2 did for Cowboys. I want to see that for Pirates. That's that's all I really want. Sierra had the game called Pirates there for what, also. Uh, that wasn't Sierra. That was Sid Meier. Maker oh, of, Sid uh, Meier. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry, Sid Meier. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, maker of all the sieves. Yeah, I, I mistook my game makers. Oh, I, I love Sid Meier's Pirates. I never played it. You dig it. Uh, also, uh, yeah, around the 2003-2004 era, you had the Port Royale, uh, Port Royale series, where you could choose to be a pirate or you could just choose to be a merchant in the golden age of piracy. Uh, I, I hooked a lot of people <clears throat> on that game. Yeah, and then you've got uh, Monkey Island. Sure. Yeah, the pirate comedy adventure game from the uh, mid-late 90s. Yeah, really good game. See, it seems like it would lend itself well to that format because, you know, you've got uh, the, if if they, depending on how they do it, you know, you've got the ability to, to kind of go into an open world type thing, you know, hop on your boat, look for a treasure. Meanwhile, you're fighting other people either in ships or on, on land. It just, uh, it seems like it would lend itself really well. 
to a yeah, you playable. just described Sea of Thieves. Yeah, there you go. I, and that's the thing. It's like the size of sh- the ship you have uh, dictates the number of people you have to be playing with in order to run it effectively. And a lot of the content, yeah, sure, there's like skeletons on islands to fight, but a lot of it is like, can I get my treasure back before somebody else takes my ship and my treasure? Mm-hmm. A lot of it, a lot of the game is getting to where the treasure is and then screaming the entire time you're trying to get back to your base. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder why so, it's not more popular, you know, why that there there's not more out there, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, Sea of Thieves is relatively big. It had a rocky launch, but uh, it's fairly well regarded. And in the multiplayer space, like, you don't want to divide your audience. There's only going to be so many people that want to play multiplayer pirate games. And they have been trying, Ubisoft has been trying to make a single-player pirate uh, game for, I want to say, the last six years, since they made Black Flag. Uh, They've been trying to do, I forget what it's called, I think it's called Skull and Crossbones, uh, to the point where they fired the entire team and started over at least once. So, I mean, that has been a troubled development cycle, otherwise we would have another good pirate game by now. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Cutthroat Island for video games. You know, there's people see that if you could do it right, you could get a huge fan base and you can make all the monies. But the problem is, is that there's so much risk to it, and especially with the way game fandoms react to things nowadays. Well, it's very niche. Like, you don't want to be the second best pirate game. Right. Well, someday. So, I don't know if we are, uh, we've exhausted the uh, buried treasure in this topic. I think I think for now we may have. But have uh, any, any of you guys ever played a pirate uh, tabletop role playing game? I played the hell out of Seventh Sea. In fact, I, I own almost every book for the first edition, and I kickstarted the second edition. So I technically have at least the PDFs for all of them. And, and while you don't have to be a pirate, it's more a swashbuckling RPG than specifically a pirate one. Uh, I, I think those two concepts go sort of hand in hand. Yeah, 7th C started out as a uh, CCG, didn't it? Uh, no, CCG came after the RPG. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've played both. Um, and I had a years-long campaign that I, when I was still in the hobby shop days that I played in. I actually never GM'd that. And uh, Sarah and I got the hardback for the uh, second edition off of Kickstarter a couple of years ago, and her campaign for that just never happened. It was one of many games that we talked about and didn't get around to doing. But, uh, yeah, I, I did some pirates, uh, although I didn't play a pirate. I played a highwayman. Which is just like a pirate without a boat. <laughs> basically. <laughs> I, I was basically playing the character uh, from the Whiskey in a Jar song. <laughs> nice. I, I had a girl named Molly. There was a betrayal. My enemy was Captain Farrell. Very cool. So, Joel, what do we have coming up next? Well, uh, we're going to be talking about The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Alamo. And, surprisingly, we haven't talked about the 4th of July yet, so we're going to hit that topic. All right. And if we missed some sort of pirate entertainment, you're like, I can't believe they didn't talk about this. It's the most piratey thing ever. Uh, let us know what we missed. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yep. And again, if you're looking for more of this, we are on Apple and Google Podcasts. We are on uh, Geek Life Radio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon Music. We're all over the place. Come on, find us, leave us a message, give us a call, and uh, listen to the show. We really appreciate it, and uh, we will be back next week. Thanks for listening.
John Silver's? The restaurant? Yeah. Captain hey. D's? No. If you want to talk about diarrhea. Cap- captain and Tennille, should we talk about them? He was a captain. My would dick you- tastes funky. <laughs> would you like me to get you a bucket so you can keep milking it? Would you like to get? Would you like me to get you a bucket? It's also good subtitle for the Long John Silver show. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the dick tastes funky. <laughs> yeah, it's not great food, but little crunchy bites are good. Yeah. What? Go see a doctor. <laughs> He's not talking about the dick. He's talking about. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Talking right. about the crunchy bits on the fish, you ding dong. What the hell is wrong with you? I thought you were talking about the funky dick. <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Thank you.